And welcome back to the Off the Clock Show. You're joined once again with your hosts, Sean Gervais from Orbisex, CRM for Detailers, and Marty, Mr. Marshall Hill from the Pints of Polishing Podcast, as well as Hyperclean Car Care Products, which, by the way, I have just received a shipment. And I like this, those is, beauties. this is not even the half of it. I got, oh my God, I can't even run it on hands. But uh, yeah, anyway, I got. We already have some of them sold to somebody in Canada already asking for. Uh products so i think that's absolutely the cool part is the canadians absolutely. there's and, now an um, anchor for the canadians <laughs> you got it man absolutely oh, not man. just slang and maple syrup over here <laughs> holy sh- yeah. i cannot believe i didn't send you that i was gonna send it right before this episode oh, shit. But, you oh got- well it doesn't matter perfect timing <laughs> oh boy what were we into this weekend here's what i was into making sauce no right? shit okay so Changed my eating habits forever. My eating habits are completely changed now. It's going to be very difficult for me to ever eat ground beef again. Oh, damn. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Ground beef. Ground beef. The fuck's wrong with ground beef? Nothing. Until you have ground steak instead of ground beef. So I grounded up some steak this weekend. I bought me a new meat grinder. Nice. Ground up some steak, made some hamburgers, then got into all kinds of other great stuff all weekend. And for some reason, wife was craving chicken wings. Great. All right. Yeah. Get steak, chicken. Great. Let's do some chicken wings. Yeah, yeah. Right? I had to keep experimenting, keep making up things. So I sent you a picture. Check that this. picture I sent you over on Facebook, and you'll see as I was making up some sauce, I went, oh, oh got to do it. Got to do it, man. You need some maple syrup in your sauce every oh, once in a while to get that sugar. Oh, you can you can up. cook down the sugar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Got some maple go. sugar in there for you. That is wicked. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's uh, it's that time of year too. So uh, oh, my yeah, grilling season has begun. We're seventy degrees. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. I also meant yeah. maple syrup season, though. <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was a season. I thought that was a oh, year-round tradition. No, 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 no. Yeah, certain times of the year, and so uh, yeah, usually uh, about a month ago, we usually clean out the lines, and because uh, if if you don't clean out the lines, they'll they'll develop little mold spores and stuff like that inside. So you clean out the lines, you flush the lines. And then uh, we're we talking about a tree here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still talking trees, yes. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, yeah, I know. Flush the line. So, yeah, uh, but yeah. So basically, we have a uh, well. My uncle, he's got this huge maple syrup type factory type thing he made. He's got an organic farm, and he's got a ton of maples on his property. Uh, so he's got lines that go to these drip feeds uh, that collect in these buckets, and so it's just siphoning it out of the tree the whole time and then those lines go down to it's kind of this main i think it's called a broiler but anyway it goes down to this big thing that basically heats it up and everything and there's a whole process to it but if you don't flush the lines before the season then you end up with little mold particles and uh maple syrups toast right so that's fascinating though man yeah and it's funny my business partner nick that's how he eats his hamburgers he goes to the butcher and he gets them to grind up steak and i always thought he was nuts until I went to his house one day and we had a burger and he said, no, 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 no. 
let me give you a proper burger and uh but he does it with like the egg on top and everything oh. but uh, oh yeah. yeah don't worry i'll send you that picture then too or oh, i put snap. it in the hyperclean specialist group because we talked about that it was my thing that i bought yesterday so in the beginning of those episodes we do this buy and sell and so I was buying, trying something new. And I'd bought this meat grinder and I was trying. Nice, yeah. So I posted a picture in there of the burger. Yeah, it's double That's patty. Amazing. I mean, I think this thing was like half pound when it was all done. Like it had some girth to it, right? Like that yeah, under yeah. part of that burger was heavy. Yeah, Yo, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah cheese, yeah. of course, put the monster cheese, did egg, oh. bacon, lettuce, tomato, you bet. But how was the maple syrup though? Oh man, I don't want to. I don't want to break your heart. Oh no, I don't want to break your heart. <laughs> hey, you know, I was gonna be happy if you just kind of let the maple syrup stay on its high train, and everybody yeah, yeah. Just goes, listen. When you're making sauces, sometimes they don't always work. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah, don't 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 burst my bubble with the maple syrup. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I had yeah, three different sauces wonders, going. I was mixing up random things. I just sometimes just like to play and I, we don't know what I got in there, but it had a twang. Something oh, wasn't, yeah, yeah. Well, something that, just didn't, yeah. That's it just a, didn't it's mix. a fun thing though, to play around with sauces and see like what works, what doesn't. And uh, yeah. you, you know, but like, you know, chimichurri sauce. Um, uh, I, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Like the, the origins of it though. Do you know? Oh no, I don't know the origins. Though. Oh, it's pretty crazy actually. Well, I'm like, yeah, man, we're in the Midwest. Like, South yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so over here. bunch of Irish settlers. Um, I think, either Argentina or Chile can't remember but uh, a big part of me feels like it was Argentina anyway uh, Irish settlers end up there and there's this guy and he wants to recreate some sauces for the steaks that he was eating and he was trying to recreate some sort of like Worcestershire sauce or whatever and anyway he was playing around with a bunch of different sauces and he makes chimichurri sauce but his name was Jimmy Churi Oh, I think, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's and everybody, cool. They, they couldn't pronounce his name, right? So they just said chimichurri. Chimichurri. <laughs> and so then eventually it just became chimichurri sauce. So supposedly, as the I myth I thought goes, that was a, a Mexican sauce, is it not? I guess you said Irish. No. And I, I, yeah, maybe like, I'm not. What sauce am I confusing it with? I don't know. It's like a green sauce to use on steaks. Uh, they even serve it with picanha, actually. But uh, no, from South America, though. Yeah, see, I know. See, I said the magic word, picanha. <laughs> You'd never grind that up for a burger, though. There's no way. You Dude? did? No. Oh, okay. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay, that's but the But <laughs> we've got a little two-year celebration that what's going to be happening this weekend. Congratulations. And so we've got some reservations for Saturday night. And I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm going to run over and grab some picanha Sunday afternoon. You know, Got to for the celebration. Yeah. Exactly. And I go, hmm. 100%. They're going to hate me. They're when they going see you grind to it up. stick a fork in me. Right? <laughs> You're going to me to the cross. It's over. This next episode, I listen, I might have a bruise on my face. Or, or you might be on to the next discovery. Or. Yeah. Or. You don't know unless you try. Right? Exactly. That's it. So, it's a, I'm going to get. Uh, they they like to get two big picanhas at a time, so I might have to go three. Oh shit! Because if I take one of theirs and grind it up, I'm <laughs> you. You might have a black eye next episode, basically. <laughs> till they try it, You're two right. black eyes. Yeah, till they try it. Exactly. Yeah, 
but uh, they, they might not try it at all. And you just end up with black eyes. It's no good. Hey, this rum's pretty good, man. It, it, that's an interesting yeah. flavor to it. What, what it makes it black? It says it's black rum. Do you know what makes rum black? I actually don't. Is it what they cast it in? That's interesting. It must be, though. That's interesting. Or I'm wondering if maybe the, the sugar type they use. Wow. Yeah. Maybe a certain that would be sugar. my guess. Yeah. Or the amount of times it's filtered or not filtered. Those would be my only guesses, really. But uh, interesting. You know, it's crazy. I've been drinking rum all these years, and I actually don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. That's, that's obviously happening. Well, hold on. What makes rum black? <laughs> what makes rum black? Let's find out right now. To produce dark golden or black rum, producers age the rum before filtering and bottling. Okay. The rum's darker color and bolder flavor come from the wooden or charred oak barrels. Okay. So it must yes. be the barrel. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because what's the difference between dark and black rum that's been aged the extended time? Okay, the extended time it spends in the wooden casks gives it a dark color and a smoky flavor, smoky sweet flavor. It says so. So it's yeah, just it length of smoky, time. It's, it's a weird flavor, right? Like yeah, black it is. rum has that weird, not licorice. Yeah, but, but it's in the realm. It's in that. Yeah, like for for me, the the one you're drinking now. Uh, so as I mentioned, I only had that one. A buddy made me a glass. He had, but he made a rum and coke, so it was mixed. So it was a little harder to tell the exact flavors, but. Uh, it tastes. It reminded me of Kraken. I don't know if you're you're familiar with them. It's got a big octopus on the side, and yeah, yeah but uh, it reminded me of that one. Not my all-time favorite. It's a little too sweet, and I think that might be because they they leave it in the the cask too long or longer than you know normal. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Not my favorite. So so scale of one to ten, where are we putting this then? Ooh, I mean, scale of one to captain. Uh... Scale of one to captain. <laughs> I give it a good uh, seven on the captain level. A good seven. Okay. Good seven. Okay. It's a good, it's a good rum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fine. I could drink it. Yeah. The one last time. Uh, yeah. We should have done that. I, I would have probably. Put you rank that one. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 That that reminds me of that one. Remember I had that bottle a few episodes back. The, it was like a Tahitian rum. Mm. And uh, yeah, that, that same for me too. It three, maybe a four, you know, by glass five, it was a four, but the first yeah. glass was definitely a three. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, this not is bad. not bad. I'm going to have to figure out some different ways to try with it. Uh, start making some different drinks. And yeah, yeah. Try some. My go-to is always, as you know, Captain Cook. So yeah, if I'm going to start playing around with these rums, maybe I should start playing around something other than Coke. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. 100%. Hey, you know, if I ever do mix rum, I actually prefer it with like a Sprite. Or uh, usually I don't like the extra sugar. So, you know, those like bubbly drinks, they like the carbonated water. You can get these lime or lemon flavored ones. Mm -hmm. I usually yeah, mix a little bit of that. Good. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. It's nice. But, you know, it's crazy. Captain Morgan. So I had the opportunity to go to Captain Morgan's cave. Apparently I was in Columbia. I was with my wife. And uh, people were paying, I don't know, I think at the time it was like $35 a head. Um, they could, you could go see the cave where supposedly he buried some treasure a long time ago and Let's go. all kind of shit. So we we didn't go, but we were driving a golf cart at the time and we went close to where it was. We were going to go on the trip and go down there. It smelled so bad. 
I don't know. Like there, maybe Captain Morgan's still buried there. I have no idea, but it smelled bad. So we were like, no, nah, we didn't, we didn't go. But anyway, San Andreas, the island we were on, it was beautiful in Colombia. But, uh, but yeah, we had an opportunity. We could have went to supposedly where Captain Morgan was at some point, which would have been pretty cool, you know, but uh, yeah, a little fun fact. <laughs> it smells atrocious though. Don't go. <laughs> There's other things to see in San Andreas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that though, how was your weekend though? Oh, weekend, uh, you know, it's just lots of food. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Always, yeah. We did the same here. I cooked my ass off. I cooked so much stuff this weekend. Um, I don't know what I was going through, but I was, well, I do know. I was watching, um, you know, those uh, Kitchen Nightmares with Chef Ramsay? Oh, yeah. Man, he was cussing up. The The weird thing is, I watch those shows not for entertainment. I actually watch these kind of shows to look for tips on how to run my business. Me too. Right? Oh, I never did it on the business. That's smart. Uh, I did it on just, I'd look for different tips on cooking, what they do with cooking, how they do on this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do it for that too, obviously. I mean, it's a cooking show, right? But I also, I I watch those shows to to also learn, because he he goes in, he streamlines these businesses. And so I, I learn things about, you know, how teams operate, how they communicate, how they use the the software to manage different parts of the business. You know, you can learn some pretty amazing things from other industries, right? That you can pull in. And he's got this new one. Uh, well, it's not new now, but it's new to me. I was watching it. Um, hotel hell. That's what it is. He goes in and he's going to revamp the restaurant, but also the hotel portion. And so he fixes like both sides of the business. That one's really interesting, especially from a business uh, standpoint, but he went in and he was, you know, yelling, screaming down this chef, obviously, because that's what he does. And he's talking to the guy and they had the best ingredients. He said it was the first time he had been in a kitchen where usually he goes in and they've got moldy shit. They've got things that are just horrible. He said they actually had really good top notch ingredients, but they were producing shit food. And so he was talking to the guy and he says, look, you need to be more simple with your dishes. And I don't think you can actually cook regardless of the ingredients. So he said, what we're going to do, I'm taking you to the market and we're going to buy the crappiest cuts. We're going to buy the the bottom of the barrel meats and you need to produce delicious dishes with that because that's how you can tell a good chef, he said, is when you can take not so great ingredients and you can produce something that's tasty versus start with the best ingredients, even a mediocre chef could make something tasty. And I thought that was pretty interesting. For some reason, it got me fired up to test my cooking skills. So I went to the butcher and literally bought some of the like the shittiest cuts, the odds and ends, all kinds of weird stuff. And then I went home and I started looking up Gordon Ramsay recipes on whatever type of meat that was. And I, I cooked up all kind of random stuff this weekend. What I did instead of making full meals, I made kind of like starters for everybody. So everybody had like six different plates of different random things, you know, it, it was pretty it was different. You know, it was nice. It was good. Like tapas, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and my family, I mean, they love me, so I have to say this, but they told me I did a good job. So <laughs> <laughs> nobody died, though. So, you know, but but it's one of those things where I always like to challenge myself to try new things and do different stuff. Yeah. And it gets you on your game. And believe it or not, it actually gets me thinking about things like business, like serious things in a different way. And I'm like, oh, OK, so, you know, like, I mean, right now we're using the best products ever. I showed some of them at the beginning of this episode, but what if we weren't? What if I didn't have access to those kinds of things? Could my staff still produce good results? We do window tinting. What if the plotter breaks? Can they still hand tint? Yes, of course they can. They can still cut and all this stuff. 
but can I, if I have to step in? So I, I start thinking of all these kind of things. It's not a tip, but just some business advice. I think pay attention to all the different things that you're watching or consuming in a day and see if you can find something that could apply to your business. I know it might've sounded like a tip, but it's just oh, general, just general rubbing advice. on the area getting it warmed up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just rubbing <laughs> <laughs> just doing the dj thing that's it <laughs> oh boy mm. so yeah but uh but yeah and me i'm also trying a new thing um i've been kind of mia in the evening times i uh so hired got new support now we're doing zoom calls which is good and um and pretty much around the clock email live chat support all that kind of stuff uh, but I've switched my business hours to to kind of shift my focus. And that's for a few reasons. One, it's because answering some, you know, same questions that I've answered before 100 times that someone else is capable of answering. So I took a look at the organization. I said, Orbis X needs to refocus how I'm doing things, you know. So but finding a way to do that, but still provide exceptional support. Uh, sometimes people want to hear from the boss, you know, they want to hear from the creator, stuff like that. So it's been uh, anyway, I've been I've been looking at things. But oddly enough, through this process with cooking and all that kind of stuff, it's actually awakened some other ideas in me. And I'm actually producing. Creatives. Yeah. That's absolutely. what creative people like to do. We just yes. like to create things. Exactly. And so this and way. When I, you start creating something, then new things come in. Yeah, ideas like, just pop, pop, yeah. pop. Yeah. And so I, I'm working on some two really cool features right now that are going to be uh, game changers, which is pretty cool. And uh, it's, it, it's funny, but like, I, you know, I hear some people that, that, you know, know some of the competitors, they, they'll send me stuff like, Hey, ha ha ha, look, this software company, look, they finally got around to an update and look at what the update is. It's like something I did last year, you know, something like that. And it's like, you know, you're light years ahead. And when I get stuff like that, it gets me fired up even more to be like, because at the end of the day, I feel like I'm changing the industry, not just with my own software, but actually by pushing those guys and holding them to a higher standard as well. And so it's pretty cool to leave kind of a legacy like that, where, you know, the work you're doing is actually impacting thousands of people, even if they're not all your customers, you know, the, it's old, a, the old adage as the tide rises, so do all the ships. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like, like when you started the podcast at a live event, you know what I mean? At the conferences, Next thing you know, what all these new podcasts are popping up, like the, you know, on the spot, it's that kind of same shit, you know, it's like makes the industry better. Like, uh, I remember when I first came out with Zapier as the integration. And then now I see the other guys and they're like introducing our Zapier integration. I'm like, welcome. You know, it's like, uh, it feels good. It feels good, man. So, so anyway, on that note, I had a really good weekend. I got to explore, be creative and, and it, it was a lot of fun. And then uh, I read two books. So when you said you're you're trying something new, you said you, what are you doing? So for me, I actually you and I are pretty similar now. Yeah. I have been putting my phone away. Yeah. Now it's it's not a. This is where I. So many people go. Oh yeah, you're disconnecting. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's pause for a second. I don't believe in disconnecting. Mm -hmm. So I'm not disconnecting. I don't think that's the right mentality. So yeah. many people are like, work-life balance. You got to disconnect. <laughs> no. You do you, no. I'll do me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, since my personal life has changed over the last you know, year plus, I have found 
a reason to not use my phone. Now that yeah, means yeah. not texting people. That mm -hmm. means not calling people. That means not looking up on social media. I mean, that's a whole other world that I started and it took me a while. I fought it. There's a lot inside of me that fought it. But now, you know, I had a guy that messaged me on, on Saturday afternoon. I didn't yeah. respond back. Yeah. Like I saw it like maybe six hours later. Sorry, man. Like, yeah. Like, and it's not Saturday a, afternoon. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's not a, a thing for me. Like it's this hard stance or now that like, it's not a black line. I'm just, it's not a disconnect from business. It's just a, I just want to do some life with my wife and yeah. the house. And I want to just enjoy some time doing this. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. I did two things this weekend. I put together a greenhouse and I watched a movie in our theater. And usually when I do those activities, well, not the greenhouse, but if I do like watch a movie in the theater, I'll have my phone with me. I kind of watch the movie and I do the phone. And so it's the same for me. I didn't disconnect. I just didn't use my phone. Yeah. You know, because I just found something else to do. Like I, I was busy doing this. It's kind of like when I'm on my phone, I'm not doing the movie, for example. So it's, I'm not disconnecting from the movie. I'm just on my phone. You're not so in this case, present in the moment. Exactly. I think it's something where this kind of started to evolve for us as a family is because it's like, hey, like, yeah, but yeah. what about these moments? There's these moments happen very little. So brief, yeah. Very little. And like, and, and here's the here's the flip side too, which is why I say it's not a disconnect. Mm. Right. So Sunday, laying on the couch outside, beautiful day, right? Nice, I've got yeah. Sam the cooking guy. You you've got your cooking person. I love Sam the cooking guy. <laughs> I like to watch him. So he's on the TV or we'll flip through different. I, I randomly also love travel vlogs. Love oh, to watch yeah, yeah, people yeah. walk down beaches. Those are or, really good. Yeah. Or go yeah. into different towns that I haven't been in and they just show what's there. And I, I really enjoy that. So we watch yeah. a lot of that stuff. And while I'm sitting there getting a neck massage, it's always best, right? Jeez. I go, huh? Some people might say that you're disconnected. Mm. However, all that time, I was also thinking through, as most business owners do, then what do they have coming up? What's going on? How can they begin to plan? Yeah. So it's interesting because you're in the moment because mm -hmm. now I'm because your point is, is true. This phone, for some reason, it doesn't allow you to just watch a movie. Yeah doesn't allow you to just have dinner. It's true. There, there's, which is okay. We're both. Yeah. I've been a part. I'm not, it's not a judgment, right? That everybody, that's why I was saying earlier, like everybody goes into the black and white phase. I'm not black and white on this. I'm just stating facts, right? Like choose yeah, your yeah. side, whatever. I don't <laughs> care, but you can't do just dinner. I've learned. This yeah. is just experience for me learning. And uh, something about when I can walk away from everybody else, including which is what my wife when she found out what i was doing because i started even putting my phone to what quiet and then at night and like so it yeah. won't even bug me if i go in like she was well, well why do you do that what if your mom needs you what if family and it's like i don't know fuck <laughs> back in the day they didn't used to like when they didn't have cell phones what did they do 
<laughs> no, you just fucking figured it out. So I'm like, you know what? I'm. Yeah. It's you're not on fun. call. That's all it is. It's... Yeah, you're not on call anymore. Yeah. Somebody and wants so... something for business, they email it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And everyone that knows me has never heard my ringtone ever because I don't have one because my phone is always on silent. And the only difference is now it's usually in a different room. And so <laughs> I figured because it was Android and I just had issues. That's why. <laughs> That's a low blow, man. That is a low. <laughs> I used to be even worse. I was Android and Huawei. That used to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. Still have the Huawei, but uh, my primary phone is the Samsung. But uh, global, global brands of phones, though, that they're up there. They yeah. Still a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's just they're uh, frowned upon in a lot of circles. <laughs> but I, I'll tell I, you. Remember, I owned a couple cell phone stores. We got up to four at one point. So. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there you go. So you know, and that's where their their cameras though, easily is so much better than than my Samsung. Hundred percent. That's good technology. Yeah, they really they really do. You know, and you just use it for certain things. Like, mm -hmm. I don't really care what the Chinese do with my data. I really don't. You know what I mean? Because I don't do certain things on that phone. Doesn't matter. But I mean, it's the same. Like I don't know what Samsung does with it either. So, you know, who knows? But uh, but but yeah, disconnecting is something I, I I hear a lot of people talk about. Like, oh, you gotta disconnect. You gotta this that. You know, da, da, da. and I I agree. When you apply that kind of mentality to it, it makes it harder to walk away from your phone because you feel like you're literally disconnecting. Like I'm disconnected. Now my business is going to, you know, and I don't think it's healthy for the individual. People say you need to disconnect. It's healthy for you. I go, actually, it's probably not healthy for you. Yeah. No, because you're, you're just to being worried in your head. What's happening. What's this, that versus I'm the same as you. It's, it's all just understanding. There's no real sense of urgency. Yeah. And it know? becomes a life flow. Yeah, exactly. That's my point to it is like, if I have to disconnect from something, I probably shouldn't be connected to it. 100%. Oh, yeah. Because then it's now we're talking like drug territory. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, we're talking all kinds of things. I said something the other day because Nick sent me this episode about stress and the amount of stress. I should send it to you. You'll probably like it. it yeah, but it gets do. really geeky around like the mind and actual yeah. parts of your brain that cause the stress, why you have stress. And then how yeah. we've layered stress on. Yeah, yeah. There's a big one is if you're doing something on a regular basis that you don't like and it's causing you stress. Mm. Time to remove it or change yeah. or something. Why you need to disconnect because it's not healthy for you. Yeah, exactly. I haven't felt ever really the need to disconnect from my business in 20 something years. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just tweak the way I do things. Like exactly. what I noticed is with different time zones, Orbisex is in 19 countries now. So I, I've got people messaging all different times of the day. And I used to feel there was maybe two or three months where I felt this pressure that someone send a message because I pride myself in very quick response times. But reality is that comes with a sacrifice. Young guys, right? We want to make sure we're. Yeah, exactly. And so, but what I realized is that I need to be in control of my own schedule. And I'm the one that dictates what I do hour to hour, 15 minute increment to 15 minute increment. And so I started to realize not everything is urgent or mission critical. You know, someone messages and says, you know, I'm locked out of my account. I can't, I need to reset my password. That's different. 
But if someone messages and says, hey, I was wondering uh, how do I set up, you know, this on my booking form or something, and it's Sunday evening, that's usually a time when I'm spending with, you know, my wife, my kids, whatever. That could probably wait, you know. So all I've done is just reprioritize things. And so I'm like, okay, no problem. This will be dealt with. And I either, you know, send it to support staff and say, hey, Calvin, I need you to reach out to this customer. Or I just wait, put it on my to-do list, and I handle it Monday morning. And that's it. And usually I just step away from my phone. But I still go check it time to time. But I'm not disconnected. I'm just, I, I check and see if there's anything mission critical. If there is, I deal with it instantly. So I'm still connected to my business. But if it's not mission critical, I just kind of just leave it, let it marinate. And uh, it's funny because, oh, geez, 10 years ago, maybe or more, I had this company called Find Us Fast. And it was like an online directory, like Yellow Pages. Um, Yellow Pages made us an offer to buy us out. And anyway, long story short, it was a great business at the time. Uh, but I ended up relinquishing my shares from that company. But uh, that company started to feel like I needed to disconnect from you know, and I remember one of my employees at the time, he was one of our coders and I was talking with him and I said, Hey Jeff, how come you never seem stressed out? Like we keep piling on deadlines and my business partner at the time, he was a real uh, overbearing personality. Let's put it that way. And he was very big on, I want this done. He would think of an idea. He'd be, you know, he could be on the toilet at 11 AM. Think of a crazy idea. He would want it implemented and done by 1 PM, you know, and that kind of shit. And so Jeff would get these things and he hated dealing with him because he would get this pressure to da 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 da. But when he would talk to me, he felt a little more relaxed and he was like, okay, no problem. And I would ask him, when do you think this could be done? No joke. He would give me seasons. He would say, definitely by spring. And that was his response. And I'd be like, no, I need to know, like, can this be done in the next two weeks or whatever? He's like, for sure, we can have this by spring. And he'd say, look, it's probably going to be sooner. But reality is, you have to give that answer to somebody. That's why you're asking. So the answer is spring and then be surprised when it's ahead of time. He always used seasons. I remember asking him once, I said, Jeff, why do you, why do you give me seasons? And you seem so relaxed about things like almost too relaxed. And he said, look, I used to work for this guy. He was just the same way, overbearing, wanted everything done. Like now, 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 everything was top priority. And he said, when you make everything top priority, nothing is top priority because you've just now taken away the priority side. And he said, so there's no point getting stressed out about it. And he said, I can only do so much in a day. So I'm going to do what I can today. And then what I can't finish today, I'll pick back up tomorrow. And that sounds so simple and logical. But you know what I mean? So many of us don't even, we think like everything needs to be right now, right now, right now. We live in an instant economy, right? We have fast food, fast delivery, fast everything, Amazon Prime, like all this shit, everything we want right now. But if you take a step back and you realize not everything is top priority, you're actually going to be able to focus on the things that are in that moment. You actually get a lot more shit done and the right shit, you know, I find. But most important thing is your mental health as well isn't uh, impacted, you know. Like, man, Jeff was cool as a cucumber, man. I, I envy his level of coolness. Like, he was just like, springtime, man, don't worry about it. It's going to get done. And he would. He would get stuff done and fast, too. But just wasn't big on the the whole, like, this will be guaranteed done by this date and stuff. So I do that a lot in Orbis X as well. I tell people, look, it's on the roadmap. And it is. I add these things to the roadmap. Some of them, I, I look at things and I'm like, this takes 15 minutes. This takes two hours. This takes three days. I move things around. If I have a free 15-minute break, I look at the list and I knock off one of those things, you know. But, yeah, I, I don't let the schedule dictate me kind of thing. I, I dictate what's going to happen next. And, man, I'm telling you, I, I love my life. 
it's because of those reasons. You know? Well, we better hurry up and get to these uh, yeah, yeah, get to- fourth and fifth tips that you're going to give. <laughs> Yeah, today I only have one, actually. What? You've already given three. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? I don't know about that. That's. <laughs> hey, but we got to talk about these A-frame signs. We're supposed to... Uh... Yeah, absolutely. So That's cool. Uh, cool people went into the, the post. They started listing out a bunch of stuff. We got some good answers. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good ones in there, too. And um, there's a, it was it was hard to choose a favorite. Some of them were... Like so similar at times because you guys are doing a great job. It was difficult to kind of pinpoint one in particular, you know, but we did find one uh, that I liked a lot and it was the in progress one. And I like things like that because oftentimes in a neighborhood, he's a mobile detailer. And oftentimes when you're in a neighborhood, things are under construction and neighbors are always hella curious, you know, like right now we're installing a new in-ground pool. Our neighbors are hella curious what's going on. They've never seen our backyard. They see all the trucks showing up. They see things are in progress. They see this and that. And they're, they're, there's some, some chatter going on. I hear neighbors, you know, hypothesizing what we're doing and stuff. Um, so anytime there's something in progress, people like to pay attention because they want to know what the final result is. Um, so anytime advertising can pique a customer's interest, it's usually going to do well compared to just blanket statements, you know, like a statement like, we are the best. Number one in town. That stuff is great, builds confidence, but you need something to pique their interest, keep them involved. And that's where the in-progress one uh, really stuck out to me. And I believe it was Alexander. Do you have it written down? I think so. I don't have it written down. I don't have it no. written down. No, okay, but, fair enough. Uh, I, I think it was I remember Alexander. it was a guy who was saying, uh, yep. uh, sorry, blurry picture, but the sign's in the back, and you, you kind of had to just zoom Exactly, in yeah. He bit. said, I have a better yeah. one somewhere. Yeah, Alexander Harris. There we go. Yes, sir. So uh, love this one. That's right. Minty Auto. Yep. So I got it up here. Um, Auto detailing in progress. Want to be next. QR code and then the phone number. It's a scanner. Call us today. So really love the simplicity of it. The fact that there's not too much going on. You didn't waste time by putting a picture of a graphic of a car being washed or something like that. It's just going to drown out your message. Uh, QR code, excellent usage of that. And it matches the color scheme of your brand. Ooh, so, there's a good one. Not everyone really thinks is. about is color scheme. Exactly. Because most people just go with the default QR code, black and white. But with QR codes, and there's free websites to generate these. If you type in, you know, Google, type in, uh, you know, free QR code generator, tons of websites pop up. And they'll always have a little thing where you can choose the color and then you can customize the color of it. And that's really important for the branding to make sure it matches, it flows, and it looks intentional. Uh, So his colors are kind of an orangey kind of color. Uh, So he made an orange QR code. I can post up his sign as well at the end of this post uh, so that people have it for reference. But I think he did a great job. Absolutely. And uh, we're definitely going to be sending over a little package of surprises. Yeah. So we're going to need an address where to send it, where you want Mm -hmm. it there. Mr. So Minty get, Details, let's yeah, go. We'll get that and we'll get it over to him. Absolutely. It, it, it was cool to see people interacting. I think it also shows quite a few people's mindset. And I think it's the mindset that many other business owners, not just mm-hmm. detailers, but business owners, many of them, they do the same thing. And it's all about what? Well, and listen, I, I would admit that I've fall into the same category. It's mm. easy because you want to tell people about you, right? Yeah. You, you don't want to put, Hey, this is, 
I do great work. I do great service. I do great things. I'm great. I need to tell you about how great we are. Mm. That's, that's a common form of marketing. So, you know, when you hit your eighth tip uh, later, I'll go ahead and, you know, go ahead and throw out mine now because mine kind of comes around that same idea when I'm thinking of, well, how do I tell somebody about my services? Because that's what marketing is, right? I, I got to tell somebody about it, but you, basically I can't tell people about my services. Mm. I, I'm a little confused, right? So let me, let me put it into a little bit different perspective. And Sean, did you or did you not go watch the movie that's already hit $1 billion in sales? We're talking Mario Brothers. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. They already hit a billion? I didn't even notice. Already it. hit a billion. I mean, come Holy on. Dude. How many people? I Once I thought about it, I went, wow. It really did take a long time to make a Super Mario's Brother movie. It's true, yeah. And I went, wait, no, there had to have been one before, right? Was and there hopefully not? somebody goes, yeah, there was. I don't know. It's crazy that now in 23, we have our first Super Mario's Brother movie. I'm trying to think. I'm going back now through the years. Like there was something, but I don't know. I don't know. But this, it was Man. fun. And it was a good movie. Um, and so I want people to go watch the movie. I think it'll be a good time. And I want people to understand now also any other movie that you watch the, the role of the characters. Mm. So here's when you get into marketing and here's the tip is you're not the hero. You're the princess shoving mushrooms down the hero's throat. Now, are those mushrooms special and you can become creative like Sean? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. We're not sure mm. what type of mushrooms they are. But, right, <laughs> the purpose in marketing that will best help solve your customer's needs isn't about telling them about how great you are. It's mm. about making them great. So... What we see in the movie is she's making the main character great. Let's go back to Lord of the Rings. You got Gandalf and you got the Hobbit. Mm. The main character is the Hobbit. Right? What's his name? I forget. You're not going to believe when I tell you this. I've never actually seen Lord of the Rings. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. All we do up here is drink maple syrup. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the power of Christ compels me. <laughs> But whatever, right? Uh, Gandalf supports the main character. Mm. And ultimately, that's what we need to be doing in marketing is the more we can support the main character, put them as the hero, and how that hero has a little problem because you'll watch in every movie, mm. every single movie, the hero has a problem. Will most likely have more than one problem. And there's usually a supporting character that will help guide them to something that they need to fulfill their journey, to fulfill their quest. Even like Batman, he had Alfred, you know, he had Robin too, but I mean like Alfred was, you know, yeah. Sure. 
That's true. However, somebody wants to analyze it, you can put yourself into whatever role as a supporting actor, but your role in marketing will best serve you if you support others by talking about their problems, what they have, and then here's a solution. Mm-hmm. Here's the way we solve problems for other people like you. That's true. That's different than, hey, here's us. Here's how great we are. We do this, 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 and this. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. And the funny thing is, by reshaping that story, by telling them the things you can do to, you know, the solutions to the problems of the main hero, the main hero being the customer, it actually does tell them the same thing. We do this, we do that. This is how great we are by telling them the solutions you're you're solving. Absolutely. Huh. What's in those mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> that's the real question. <laughs> Damn. No, that's that's a good tip. And absolutely, I find that that's a the most common thing I see in most places is the marketing they do. It's like shouting from the rooftops. You know, we do this. This is how great we are. Pounding the chest. Exactly. Versus, you know, scenario based, putting the customer first and saying, you know, this is what we did for so and so. And this is how we did this for so and so. And so and so is happy with this result and so on and so forth. I agree. I think those are, uh, you know, it takes me back to that thing with the in progress. Just that statement in progress tells me that person, the hero, the customer is getting something done, you know, and then it leads me to what are they getting done and by who, you know, and it's, it's a different frame of mind. So anytime you can help somebody overcome a struggle or overcome a problem, you become the solution. You become the expert. You become yeah. the specialist. And then people you open their wallets. the person that they depend on. Yeah. 100%. And, then and that... we're in a what? Service-based business? Yeah. What do we most want? People to <laughs> depend on us. So 100%. make them the hero. You become the supporting actor to help support them in their journey. And that's the better progress of your business. hundred percent. Yeah. And see, that, that's a good segue into my tip. My only tip for today, which is, uh, my only eighth tip. Exactly. <laughs> we're almost at the bouquet. It's a, we almost got a baker's dozen here. <laughs> a baker's dozen of tips. But, uh, I think that at detailing, I think we're in the hospitality business very similar to restaurants and hotels and so on and so forth, which are very much service-based businesses as well. Um, you know, technically they, yeah, they sell a thing like food or a hotel room, um, but it's more than that because you can get rooms anywhere. You can get food anywhere, um, but they're in the hospitality business. And I think detailers is the same thing. And I was listening to a book um, in uh, Audible, of course. Jeez, I think, oh my God, I think it was un... Oh, I can't remember the name now, but uh, hold on, I have it up here. So I was listening to it earlier. Unchangeable. Uh, ah, unreasonable hospitality. Unreasonable. That's what it was called. And so, once again, in my journey of food related things, I, I've been reading and listening to a lot of books lately on the hospitality industry, in particular with restaurants, um, because I feel there's a lot that we can learn from restaurants in how we service customers, uh, because we push always maintenance deals and maintenance contracts, of course, uh, because it's a good thing to get your customer coming back and back often. Uh, similarly, hotels, you always need a place to stay. And restaurants, you always need a place to eat. We're trying to 
start these cyclical relationships with customers. And that all comes down to hospitality because reality is I can provide my own lodging. So I don't need a hotel until I do. I can cook my own food until I want that experience. I can clean my own car until I want that experience or convenience of someone else doing it. And so very much there's a lot of overlap between those businesses. So I study other industries to see how we can improve our industry. And so one of those ways was hospitality. And in this book, um, the one guy mentioned uh, someone that he was hiring and he ended up actually not hiring this person, but they told him the best thing he had ever heard about service-based businesses. And he asked her, he said, uh, how would you define the difference between hospitality and service? And what she said was service is black and white and hospitality is color. And so anyone can provide the service you know, whether it's, you know, delivering food or providing a room to sleep in, or it's cleaning the car, anyone can provide that. It's the hospitality. So the service is black and white, but the hospitality is where the color comes in. And that's where it separates you from other people that are out there. And so I gave this a lot of thought. And I thought how we can introduce these kinds of things for you guys as well. And this is where the Orbisex inspection forms come into play. Um, so it all comes back to this thing called feeding the meter. There's a restaurant in New York City. Uh, it's now closed, but they were one of the longest running uh, restaurants. Uh, famous chef uh, that had opened it, and he hired some of the world's top chefs. Ran it for a long time. Economy, they closed 2010. Uh, but some principles that they had, they were running a huge restaurant, Indian cuisine, and they took it to a level that no other Indian cuisine restaurant had been in New York City. And they did this through a principle they called feeding the meter. And one of the things they did is when clients would show up, they would come there for some fine dining and they would say, uh, how did you get here tonight? Oh, we drove. Where did you park? Oh, we parked just around the block. Oh, what, what color What color car? What's your plate number? We're going to make sure that we feed the meter for you so you can stay as long as you want and enjoy your meal. So they would literally, during the course of the meal, run out to the meter they would pop in some quarters and they would just feed the meter for them. That took away the stress of having to run out and, oh my God, how long have we been here? So instead of that, they were just focused on enjoying the experience instead of all the extra stuff. And so my tip is going to be find ways to feed the meter for your clients. And I do have a recommendation as well. And that is to do some of the extras that you've probably seen at oil changers, for example, when they're going to you know, top up your fluids. What does it cost for a little thing, a washer fluid, stuff like that? You know, so you pop open the hood, pop that thing open, top up their fluids. And a, a good way to let the client know you're doing this is by using the Orbisex inspection form where you can go and you can actually check their tire pressures. You can uh, check their fluids. Maybe the engine light is on, all these things. Check those boxes and it will send the report to the customer and let them know that as a courtesy, we've checked the following things on your vehicle, and this is what we've done. So maybe you topped up their fluids, maybe you did something else. Uh, so it's a great way to automate that process as well and feed the meter for your customers. And that is my tip for today, because we are in the hospitality business. So you need to focus on the customer and not yourself when you're shouting from the rooftops. And then while you're doing that with your customer, focus on the hospitality side, because that's going to bring the color into your business and not just the black and white. I like it. There we go. Absolutely. See? Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> Always. So, <laughs> yeah.
I just get it warmed up. Now you want to triple dip. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so, uh, yeah, well, that's I, cool. I, that's a yeah, great, man. that is really great. I absolutely, I love that you already have that in a form and how dare anybody not use that. That is absolutely it's incredible thing to use. Built in right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, they're quick things you can do, you know, mm -hmm. they don't really add a whole lot of time onto your thing, yeah, but the value it brings to the customer yeah. is astronomical, you know? And, uh, I, I know we've all been there. You get your oil change or something. They, Oh, and I topped up your fluids for you. You know, nobody ever checks that too. Like maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I feel good when I leave though. <laughs> and I'm not suggesting you don't, I'm suggesting if you tell them that you did, you know, but, uh, I have a disclaimer here, Sean, and go, Hey, don't try and be a mechanic. Yeah, definitely don't don't be you know like oh I talked about oil too much. <laughs> yeah, there's there's Just levels to this pressure shit. here, like <laughs> exactly, and that's where little things we put in there. You can check the uh, you know if the battery is uh, you know giving some problems or it was having trouble holding a charge or you know. But you didn't things. mess with the cable, is what my point is. You exactly. Checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still a detailer. So focus on the detailing side. These are just added little bonuses, complimentary things that you can do. And uh, if you're looking for how to do that, you simply click on the event details and there's going to be a button that says inspection form, open that up, and then you'll be able to uh, enter in the tire pressure, all kinds of different things uh, from fluids to, you know, where the brakes squeaking, things like that. So just little things you can check those off. It'll send that automatically to your customer. And I tell you, they're going to be super happy that they got that report and that little, uh, you know, courtesy checkup uh, from your business. So absolutely. See, feed that meter, baby. <laughs> well, absolutely. Well, listen, Marty, thank you very much. I got some bottles. I got to reach out to uh, one of your new distributors, uh, I think, or a new customer. I'm not sure. But a fellow Canadian there. I don't know. She's going to be, uh, I got to oh, reach yeah, out to yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. This one here. Hold on. I got so many different bottles of stuff here. This one here, slick. <laughs> it's coming your way, Kimberly. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah, got uh, a fun. bunch of them here. Great girl. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, there you go. See, the Canadian presence is spreading. Mm -hmm. See? Yeah. Yeah, I was so. busy making syrup with maple syrup and you know, she <laughs> see that's the thing. You have to make a, a new version. Like here, I got the spray coat. You need a a maple version, a maple edition. See? Got a little maple scent to it. <laughs> exactly. See, you, you, there we go. We're on to something now. Yeah, they... <laughs> Fucking let's go. What about a Canadian air fragrance that strictly just smells like uh, maple Freedom? syrup? They just spray it in their car nonstop. Best-selling fragrance yeah. in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. There's not very many, like, maple-flavored scents or things like that. I think we're honest. Y'all claim it's such an amazing product, but nobody really does anything. It is. It's, it's very universal. Absolutely. You can eat it on anything. <laughs> hey listen appreciate you guys feed that meter and remember talk about your customer and the solutions you provide and not about yourself yeah, absolutely let them be the hero yeah they're the hero absolutely and take some downtime from this device but remember it's not disconnecting don't disconnect absolutely you gotta stay connected <laughs> thanks marty i'll see you next week cheers buddy